Get psyched with friends, ladies, and amateur crushers, Morgan and Cynthia. Join us as we share personal stories from our climbing lives, our proudest achievements, our epic failures, and most of all, our borderline obsessive love of the sport. Welcome, Welcome to, to Crag Confessions. Confessions. Episode four. Ouch. Or maybe more accurately, fuck. (laughs) This episode, we are talking about injuries and climbing. Cynthia and I have had some pretty representative climbing injuries in the past couple of years. We've both sprained our left ankles in bouldering falls. We've both sustained injuries to the soft tissues in our shoulder. And one of us has had an injury to her wrist and the other has an injury to her elbow. So maybe in an effort to understand why they happened and how we healed or are healing, maybe we can uh, explore how we can prevent them in the future. Yeah, I think that's going to be a hard thing to do, Cynthia. I've done a little bit of reading of papers and medical journals and whatnot. There is a really high lifetime incidence of injury in climbers. Oh, boy. One study in 2016 says that there is a career incidence of injury That ranges from 1.5 injuries per subject to 4.24 injuries per subject. Okay, so we're like in the median. (laughs) Yeah, but that number can only go up, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it's like a max, you know. Right. (laughs) We're just getting them all done with. uh, Once I hit 4.5, that's it. (laughs) But wow, that is a... That's unfortunate. Yeah. There's another study from 2009 that surveyed Swedish climbers and found that there were 4.2 injuries per 1,000 climbing hours. I did a little bit of napkin math, and I estimated (laughs) that I climb about 312 hours per year. That's three days at the gym, two hours for each session, a conservative estimate, and then multiply that over 52 weeks, and that's how I got 312 hours per year. Over three years, I should have accumulated four injuries. Well, we're well on track, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I really feel like basically if you climb at some point, you're going to get injured like in your lifetime. These numbers are very shocking to me because, you know, we've debated among friends, is climbing dangerous? Is climbing a high risk sport or is it, you know, an inherently dangerous sport? And it certainly looks like from these numbers, it is. Definitely. I mean, I guess that's what all of the uh, liability videos that you have to watch (laughs) (laughs) when you go to a new climbing gym tell you is that climbing is dangerous. And I guess we know that inherently, but I I feel like I forget it most days. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I also have a couple of other stats here for traumatic versus overuse injuries and also for the area on the body that injuries most often present. The literature suggests that most climbing injuries are overuse injuries, i.e. falls and stuff. Traumatic injuries are generally rarer. One study found that 15% of injuries were traumatic. Mm. I've also read other studies that were a little bit more equivocal, saying that, you know, 40% are acute or other higher numbers of traumatic injuries. But it generally tracks my experience. Like two out of my three major injuries have been overuse. I only got them because I'd been climbing for a long time. Hmm. I guess that doesn't seem to be my experience so far, at least personally. But I think when talking to other climbers, 
I think I have noticed that that's the case, that most people suffer overuse injuries versus more acute injuries. And if that's the case, then I think that we can be hopeful about at least some level of prevention. Because mm. overuse implies that like that's our fault, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So maybe there's some lessons to be learned from that statistic if the studies can be trusted. For sure. And finally, basically all of the literature I've surveyed agrees that the upper extremities, fingers, elbows, shoulders, hands, are overwhelmingly the most common site of injury. Like 80% of all (laughs) chronic injuries in climbing are to the fingers, elbows, shoulders, like upper extremities, which I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Makes total sense. Yeah. I've read that only 6% of injuries are to the lower extremities, i.e. the foot or the ankle, because they're sprains or breaks from falls, which also makes sense because you wouldn't really otherwise use those parts of your body unless you're falling. Right. Well, my first major injury while climbing was to my ankle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we experience basically concurrent injurious accidents to our left ankles. (laughs) That's why we are the sister wives. That's why. Yep. So what happened to you? Um, So this was October 2020. I was bouldering at Central Park on the Polish Traverse, my nemesis, with a few friends, Nicole and Brian. And it was just sort of a normal day. We had been doing this, this same setup all summer of meeting at this boulder with our crash pads and going at this project. And I was working the end of it. Like most of the landing on Polish Traverse is really flat due to being climbed one million bajillion times over the last several years but the ending of it has these rocks that incline upward though it's still pretty low right right it is still pretty low like even from the top of the boulder like you'd be what do you think like seven feet from the ground so it's really not that high per se I was practicing the end of it And I put my heel up to top out. And when I got up there, I decided that I didn't want to anymore. And so I lowered my foot and tried just to step down, which again is not that high, but my foot landed in between the pad and one of the rocks. So ended up like sort of lodged in this hole. And maybe because I wasn't expecting the additional drop, my ankle gave out. And I heard a big crack, you know, the whole thing. (laughs) Instantly, like, I sat down, did the whole, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, My ankle started to to swell almost immediately. And Nicole and Brian are like, oh, my goodness, are you okay? I mean, they weren't even spotting me because it didn't seem like we needed it at the time, right? We just weren't thinking of the danger. Yeah, yeah. From my recollection, you can just reach to the top from the ground. Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And so like they weren't spotting me and I I didn't even ask for a spot because I didn't think I'd need one. And then now I'm on the ground holding my ankle like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm trying to make jokes because that's how I deal with stressful situations. But I'm like nervous sweating a lot. Um, I like hobble over to our sitting area and my knights in shining armor, Nicole and Brian, they, they perched me up on top of my bike and like rolled me out of Central Park to the street. (laughs) 
called me an Uber so that I could get home. And uh, then I spent the next, I guess, couple weeks not able to put weight on my foot at all. I was on crutches for a couple weeks and then in a boot for several weeks or maybe even like a month or so after that. And now we are over one year past the incident. And I think that my ankle is finally getting down to almost regular size. (laughs) Yeah, your ankle was huge. It was like significantly bigger than my ankle (laughs) in terms of the (laughs) swelling. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. Still not super pretty, but at least not as noticeable. Um, And I think at this point, I have regained basically, you know, 100% range of motion. Like, I think it might still be tight in some positions, but I think it's pretty good now. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it was just just a regular sprain that healed itself over time. It did. Right. I did do some, you know, rehab exercises to strengthen and regain some range of motion and now I'm doing more like prehab I guess I have a history of rolling my ankle um, even prior to this incident but it has never been that bad so I've been doing I I like stretch my ankles every morning and like roll them before every activity all the time yeah (laughs) Um, and since then I haven't incurred any additional injuries um, knock on some wood. <laughs> and I think even they may have gotten stronger because I know that I have gotten into some like unstable situations where like my ankle wants to roll, but mm. it hasn't like, you know, strained at all. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that that's, I'm, I'm going in a good direction here. Yeah. 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 My experience with my ankle injury is I mean, obviously similar in a lot of ways, but I injured my ankle indoors. I was bouldering on this white six in the left cove of CRG. (laughs) That is the bane of my existence, um, (laughs) that left cove. I remember there was a big hole that I had to undercling. So the cove is not that tall. It's maybe, I think I might have been six feet off the mat at the point that I fell, but my body was pretty horizontal at that point. Um, I was under clinging a big hold on the the inclined portion of that wall, and my feet were probably on the vertical portion of that wall. And I think my foot must have come off first because I remember swinging out into the air and my feet were like almost behind me, but I eventually landed so that one foot was underneath me. And I must have braced it wrong. I must have miscalculated because when it touched the ground, the foot didn't stiffen, but it kind of crumpled. Mm. And my weight just came down on top of that one unprepared foot. And it kind of rolled in a flexion way. So the toes came towards my face or my ankle. Yeah. And I knew immediately that something was wrong. I mean, same thing as you, you know, I, I had to like look at the fact that there goes the next six to eight weeks of my life. Right. (laughs) I had plans to climb outdoors that weekend. Right, exactly. You were going to come to Central Park with us. Yeah, exactly. two days later. (laughs) Totally. I remember you were there, and I remember looking over at you and saying, I'm not going to be able to climb outdoors on Saturday, am I? And just, like, feeling so sorry for myself. Right. Not not because of the ankle, but because of like all the missed opportunities that 
at the beginning of October, right when we could have started going outdoors, you know, this mm-hmm. had to happen. And that was just a couple of days before you had your incident. So right. basically that season was a wash for both of us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that we made the most of it in terms of climbing and training. I mean, I was doing basically 100 pull-ups every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you got so jacked. So I had jacked. enormous biceps. <laughs> Obscene looking, as you said. Um, so veiny. So veiny. Um, and we were still going to the gym, you know, two or three times a week. We were just Ubering there um, and us on our crutches and one-footed top roping. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I think we made the most of our time off the wall. So I remember, you know, coming back onto the wall feeling stronger than I ever have before. I think it was the first time that I had, I didn't have the option to climb. And so Mm -hmm. all I could do was train. And it was the first time I had ever done like any kind of serious, seriously focused hangboarding regimen and like conditioning regimen. So like, I felt super strong when we got back onto the wall. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you feel? Like, do you feel like that time was truly lost? Um, I didn't take the training as seriously as you did at the time. I think I did have a personal trainer that I was working with throughout that period. And she was having me do things that were like bar, core, and floor, you know, exercises and other, other things that I think were supplementing my fitness But for sure, I don't think I was trying to get stronger fingers like you were or trying to improve my biceps. So (laughs) I probably made less use of that time than you did. Yeah, I mean, understandable too. Like like you said, the injury is one thing, but then thinking about the opportunity cost of the injury is that's like leaps and bounds more depressing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. De- there were definitely like a few times when we would go to the gym and I just watched everybody else climbing and like felt so sad for myself. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you told me you went to the gym and you cried like I did at the gym. <laughs> I did. Just <laughs> into into someone's arms just like oh my god i don't want to be injured anymore yeah yeah it fucking sucks it does sucks (laughs) do not recommend one star (laughs) i mean that's interesting also because i think this is the one injury that we've had that really forced us not to climb for an extended period the other injuries that we've had just kind of made it more difficult to climb, but didn't prevent us entirely. Or at least for not as long, definitely. I think, you know, this happened in October and we weren't climbing again until, what do you think, like December maybe? Yeah. It was a few months before we got back. Yeah, you're right. This was probably the most most extreme of the injuries that I've had. And. Unfortunately for me, I know I have not regained full mobility in the foot. It is really? still, yeah, it is still difficult for me to perform that flexion action with my ankle. And I only just sprained it, you know, I didn't break anything, but there's a notable difference between my left, the injured foot, and the right, the good foot, and how far I can bend those toes back towards my face. Wow. Wow. I mean, most of the time it doesn't affect me because you can always just get up on your toes when you're climbing. You're not usually flat-footed, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that position where your entire foot has to bend back. But I still notice it, and it's depressing. There's right. no other word for it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
This is going to be a depressing episode. I can tell. I'm already depressed. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Well, you know, my, my second injury is for my left shoulder. Um, and I do think that this has a happy ending. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this happened uh, this past May um, 2021. Uh, I was climbing for the second day in Farley, Massachusetts with a group of people from the gym. Why you weren't there? Oh, that's because you were trying to plan a wedding. <laughs> Those pesky weddings. So annoying. Got to show up for your own. <laughs> um, so we had spent the first day in Farley bouldering, beautiful, wonderful, amazing climbing. And the second day we were sport climbing. So not as exciting for me at the time, but you know, we were out there mm-hmm. and I, um, I had gotten on, I don't even remember the grade, but I had gotten on this climb and I bolted, bolted it the first time. And then when I came back down, I was like, you know what? I think that I could send that in one go. And so I rested a bit and then I got back on there and I got up to the crux, really the only part of that climb where I felt sketchy. And it has this very shouldery move. You're, you're coming from the left and moving out right. And so you end up being in a double Gaston if you hit the right. And it's pretty far. So very like tension dependent. Um, what happened was I hit the move and my left foot slipped. So I ended up catching it. Like I didn't let go, but because I didn't have the support of my feet at that moment, and maybe because my shoulders weren't engaged, I'm not really sure why it happened, but my left shoulder experienced a, a subluxation event, which is when the joint pops out and pops back in very quickly, or at mm-hmm. least like it's not, you know, it's not a full dislocation. It doesn't come all the way out, but just sort of like moves and luckily I was right by the bolt so I just yelled to Nikhil take Mm -hmm. um he took and I I let go and like definitely felt weird in my shoulder um I did the thing that you do when you're trying to test out your shoulders where you're waving your arms around your (laughs) head oh yeah um you know rubbing my shoulder and trying to see what happened after a few minutes I tried to pull myself back up onto the wall and found that I had no strength that I could not bear any weight on Mm -hmm. my left arm anymore and so unfortunately you know I'm just like five feet from the anchor now but I've got to (laughs) go so I came down and I was basically like living at the gym at this time I was living in the van parked outside (laughs) of CRG so So cool I know amazing definitely the the best van life setup one could have in Manhattan (laughs) but I spent the next two weeks going into the gym a couple of times a day and like waving resistance bands around and pressing up against the walls in different ways to try to regain strength and range of motion in that shoulder. And it ended up that I couldn't really climb for like a week and a half. After that, I could very gently do some climbing. And then mm-hmm. after two full weeks, Nikhil and I went to Rumney and had an amazing sport climbing trip. <laughs> Wow. So yeah. You're back to 100% after, well, say, two weeks. I wouldn't say 100%. I would say like 80 because uh-huh, I wasn't okay. sending hard at that time. Like the, the hardest thing that I climbed was 10D. It's definitely <laughs> um, still good, though. I think yeah. this is when you sent Waimea. It is. Yes. Yeah, like for realsies that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very exciting. 
but I'd say it was still not 100% until I think it's still really not 100% now, but Mm -hmm. I just saw a physio and he advised me on some different strengthening exercises and to, and some like massaging practices that I could do. And since I've been incorporating that into my rehab routine, this is the best I've felt since the injury. Like I've got the most range of motion that I have had maybe ever, but certainly since last spring. So I'm really hopeful that I will make a full recovery. That's awesome. I hope my shoulder is also going to make a full recovery. (laughs) Yeah. What is it with us and getting like sustaining the same injuries? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what's going on with your shoulder? My shoulder is, it's the right shoulder that has the problem. And it wasn't a climbing exercise that caused this. So I think it was an overuse injury. Mm. Uh, I was at home doing hanging leg raises on my pull-up bar. And at the time, I'd been doing these for many sessions. I still had that personal trainer. And this was one of the regular exercises I did. And I Mm -hmm. liked it, thought it was good for me. But on this rep, one day last August, I suddenly felt a sharp pain in my right shoulder. So... I stupidly finished my set and then I (laughs) walked over to my dumbbells and thought, I'm going to do some dumbbell exercises. And I found that I could not do lateral raises, which is, you know, when you raise your arm next to your uh, side into a parallel to the ground position, I could barely get 45 degrees up and I could not even raise my own arm, like just the weight of my own arm above shoulder height. So it was pretty bad, uh, but I was kind of in denial and I didn't want it to be seriously bad. So of course I didn't see anybody for it for like a month. (laughs) I did stop climbing for about three weeks. I went to Germany and just tried to rest it and I hoped that it would get better. Like I would magically wake up one morning refreshed from a good night's sleep and my shoulder (laughs) would be just back to 100%. (laughs) It didn't turn out like that. Um, So I finally went to a doctor and I saw a PT and started doing regular PT on it after about a month. And then I also started climbing again because at that point I just couldn't abstain from climbing anymore. Mm -hmm. Climbing is mostly okay. I still feel pain in certain positions and with certain moves. And the PT has definitely strengthened the overall shoulder so that I can actually raise my arm above shoulder height now laterally. I still won't do lateral raises and I won't do the hang leg raises anymore. But as far as climbing, I can do that. And I'm immensely grateful to the PT and to the work that is going on in my body, whatever it is, the magic that is happening in the shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. Thank goodness for PTs. (laughs) Yeah. And over time, I'm just hopeful that the shoulder will get better and better. But I did get an MRI for it two days ago, and I will be seeing my doctor in a couple of days. So hopefully I will understand what in fact is wrong with it. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll have to do maybe a recap <laughs> or a revisit of, of this in the next like couple of episodes <laughs> once we figure out what's going on with you. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely gotten better, but it's kind of settled into a low level pain, you know, just one or two on the pain scale, but you can often feel it. Wow. Even when you're not climbing? Yeah. Even when I'm not climbing. 
Wow. Especially when I'm not climbing. Because when I'm climbing, I think it's warmed up. And, mm. and paradoxically, I think climbing does make it feel better. Although I've been told that I shouldn't be climbing by various doctors and PTs. Oh, no. <laughs> At which point I just stop taking them seriously. You know, like, <laughs> you just can't say that to me. <laughs> right. You got to be realistic. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but... I think when I climb, the adrenaline kicks in and I don't feel the pain in my shoulder anymore. That numbing effect will persist for a few hours after climbing and all of my doctors say that that's normal. Okay. But still, oftentimes when I lie down to sleep at night, I can't sleep on this on the right side because the shoulder will flare up and it will cause pain. Wow. So I know that your doctors have maybe advised against climbing, um, even though it does make it feel better in the moment. Do you think that climbing is making it worse? I don't know. It's really hard for me to tell because there are many climbing motions I can do that don't involve pain. A lot of pulling motions, which, you know, is most of climbing are totally fine. Mm -hmm. But like, who's to say, you know, there could be anything happening in there. So (laughs) I don't think climbing has made it that much worse, though, because it definitely feels better now than when I first injured it. Okay. And you've been climbing. Yeah. Since then. So, and I mean, you've been climbing really hard (laughs) since then. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't really let it slow me down that much. I just try to be more mindful of it. Um, And it's one of the lessons that I've learned from having this injury. I guess that gives me a little, like, makes me feel a bit better about my overuse injury. Um, I'm currently nursing kind of both elbows, but more more specifically my right elbow. This past month, I sustained an overuse injury, I think, from doing too many dinos. <laughs> uh, like, there was just this You're not in your where, 20s anymore. I know, I know. Yeah, there was just this week um, where, or in early December, where I went to the gym, like, you know, three times. And each of those three sessions, I was doing dinos like a bunch. (laughs) So I think my elbow was just like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. And so for a a little bit, I wasn't even able to like do a pull up because the pain was so great. Also seeing a physio, um, he advised massage and stretching. And there are some like eccentric type exercises that I could be doing. I need access to weights and things which I don't have at home and Mm. all of the gyms in (laughs) Vancouver like all the fitness areas in Vancouver are closed due to COVID at the moment so I have not had I know (laughs) you need to invest in some dumbbells yeah I guess you're right it just seems silly to have Amazon ship me 70 pounds worth of metal (laughs) at least for now you know I've been doing the massaging and the stretching and I do think that it is getting better I'm hoping that I noticed that I had injured it soon enough so as not to make it a chronic injury and Mm. you know maybe it's just an acute injury for now um so I'm still experiencing some amounts of strain, especially in like really tight lock-off positions or when my elbow is bent less than 90 degrees, you know, in like a pull-up position and like big slopers and stuff. I do have to avoid those, but mm-hmm. I have been able to do, a, I think, a, a decent amount of the climbing that I want to do. I'm hoping that the climbing is not making it worse because I'm also experiencing that sort of like numbing sensation that you were oh, talking really? about mm-hmm. in my elbow. Like once I get warmed up, 
Like I don't really feel it anymore. So I'm not sure if even if I was doing something that was not good for it, if I would notice. So mm. I'm just trying to keep the volume really low right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the elbow is one of the top areas of climbing injury from my review of the literature. So mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of there. people in the gym who have also sustained this kind of or even have like chronic elbow injury due to overuse. So it seems like now I'm just another statistic but (laughs) Mm -hmm. is there some sort of like brace you can wear you know I don't know I guess they do have that like what is it the like kinesthesia something something tape yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that all the Olympians wear you look really cool when you wear it oh well that's like 80% of why we climb anyways (laughs) to look cool so I might as well look into it (laughs) You have one more injury too, right? Yeah, I have a happy injury story, also kind of a success story in the vein of your shoulder. This is to my wrist, another common climbing injury locale. Mm -hmm. So one day last spring, I woke up and I felt searing pain in my wrist. I had to ice it while I was working at my computer and I couldn't identify what had caused it. I think the closest, you know, moment of injury was probably when I was working another white six in the left cove of CRG. God damn it. So at that left cove. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like really close to sending this. So I remember um, giving it multiple send goes over a few sessions and there was an overhead undercling. What is it with underclings? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I ever fell off that move. Like I held it every time, but maybe my wrist was just weakened over time by doing that move repeatedly. And when I got the injury, I could not rotate my wrist outwards, you know, so that the palm faced up as if you were doing an undercling without feeling intense pain. Oh, wow. And at this time, I was just about to go with you on that month long road trip So it was definitely not an option to not climb. (laughs) So I I bought one of these wrist braces, wrist widgets on Amazon, which is supposed to be good for TFCC tears. TFCC is the cartilage complex towards the pinky side of your wrist. Mm -hmm. I wore it religiously 24 7 in the shower to bed while climbing while not climbing literally everywhere I had a huge tan line which you can see in my wedding photos it's just like (laughs) so obvious but whatever you know anything for the for the wrist and the climb and it did help me it allowed me to climb without pain and I wore it for a good six months never taking it off it got like super smelly and grimy (laughs) but I found that after I took it off after like six months or so, my wrist didn't feel as bad. Um, It felt strong like it had been before I had injured it. And now I'm able to climb without the wrist brace. So this is a success story. It's like when you put the cover on the rice and you just trust that it's going to cook and don't look at it for 20 (laughs) minutes. And then you take off the cover and it's like, wow, it's done. Wow, that's amazing. And you don't feel any pain at all anymore? Um, There are definitely times on underclings where I have to rotate the wrist severely, you know, outside. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes still feel discomfort on those deep underclings. But now I know not to push it, like to stop 
when I feel any discomfort in my wrist because I'm, I know I'm predisposed to be weak in that area. And yeah. I guess I know my body a little bit better now. Wow. Well, that sounds like it's a really manageable injury then. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, body. Like, you just did this on your own. <laughs> So do you think we can take any lessons away from our injuries? Yeah, there are so many things that I've learned from injury. Um, There is a silver lining to getting injured. And that is the lessons you take away about your body and about safety overall. One thing I've learned is to take responsibility for my own safety. Mm -hmm. And I think this is like such a huge thing that as a beginning climber, I, you know, I think most people kind of overlook Now I evaluate each climb from a safety or an injury perspective. And if I don't feel safe, I take responsibility for that. And I'll back off from a move if I don't think I can do it, if I think it might injure me. If I am outside and I'm, you know, arranging pads, I will request a spotter or even demand a spotter because, you know, I don't want to be injured. And I feel like ultimately it's up to me to prevent injury for myself. Mm-hmm. Even and perhaps especially in a gym, nobody's going to be spotting you. The heights are generally higher that from which you're going to be falling. Like that's especially when I need to watch out, I think, for myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know that <laughs> I've been at one of your uh, spotting seminars where <laughs> you're schooling all of the your climbing group. Like this is how you spot well. <laughs> this is how I want to be spotted. And I just think that's great. You know, it, it seems like extreme in the moment sometimes or like, I think that there's sort of a, a culture that thinks that that's uncool. But I think that, you know, it goes a long way in keeping you and and everyone else too like safe and having a good time yeah and that's something I had to learn from Albert and from other people who are good spotters Mm -hmm. and not everyone knows automatically how to be a good spotter right I think everyone does the exact opposite of good spotting when if they don't know how (laughs) yeah yeah like you know when you got injured at Polish not to name names you know some people weren't spotting you (laughs) Right, right. And I don't blame anybody, Brian. I don't blame anybody <laughs> for my for that injury because I didn't ask for a spot either. You know, I didn't even really move the pad. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was as much my fault as anybody else's. So I think you're exactly right. Like taking responsibility for your own safety is a, a huge lesson that I've learned as well. Um, I've also learned that like, like, we're just getting older, man. Mm. <laughs> Um, my body is not as resilient as it used to be. So I need more rest, which is a bummer, but you know, got to play the long game and like the importance of prehab in my like daily routine has become more evident. Even YouTube is suggesting like mobility exercise videos to quote, keep my joints young. (laughs) I'm like, YouTube, that's harsh, but thank you. I think cuts a bit too close. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I think just this admission to myself that like, you know, I'm not old, I'm only 30, but like my body is reacting differently to the stresses that I put it through than it used to. And so I've just got to be aware and respectful of that. And does that mean like taking rest days, like true rest days? 
or taking like after a hard bouldering day increasing the time that you're resting Mm -hmm. yeah so like incorporating more rest into the week um certainly but I think also incorporating like rest weeks into Mm. my overall training schedule every like month and a half or two months or so you know just taking a week off and learning how to knit or something (laughs) so important to have those backup hobbies for when you inevitably get injured yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think you know just reminding myself too that like my climbing you know looks a lot more a lot different now than it did when I first started you know I'm climbing in a more focused way I have harder goals but also knowing that my climbing will probably also transition into more towards sport or trad or even even just like adventure climbing as I get older versus you know maxing out on my projects something I'm still struggling with accepting to be honest I know yeah (laughs) same I mean I don't know maybe maybe we can continue to boulder into our mid-30s if we are realistic with what our bodies can take I know plenty of people who are stronger than ever in their mid late 30s but yeah they do it differently than the guy who's 20 years old mm-hmm. absolutely um well one thing that mentally that I've taken from injury is I've learned to stop being competitive with other people like comparing myself to other climbers and their improvement and mm. how they're getting better faster than I am or they're just overall better or whatever I mean if I get injured you know I can't compare myself to those people anymore. It's not right. a competition against others. It's like a competition against myself, really. It's it's seeing how I can get back to something that I love doing. It just takes that, you know, kind of negative aspect away from the whole mental game. Yeah. And I really appreciated learning that lesson, um, maybe the hard way, but I'm happy now on the other side of it than before when I would be thinking, you know, like, how often do I need to go to the gym? You know, what exercises do I need to be doing? I mean, now it's just, I just want to get better than what I am doing, you know, mm-hmm. just myself, focused on myself. Yeah. Yeah. And even like outside of injury, that's such a, a freeing space to be in, to not feel like you have to compete with everybody else around you. Yeah. And a corollary to that is learning to appreciate what I can do. Obviously, we were out of the game for a good month when we both sprained our ankles. But Mm -hmm. now, despite our chronic overuse injuries, we're still getting out there. You know, we're still able to find joy in climbing. Totally right. And I appreciate that my body is still, you know, giving me the ability to try hard on these moves or on these routes. I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy to be there (laughs) at the crag or at the gym with friends. I enjoy the experience of climbing. I am hashtag blessed to be in this game at all. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, that seems like a really good note to end it on today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Join us next time on Crag Crag Confessions. Confessions. (laughs) We'll figure that out eventually. (laughs)